I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. You know, it's always, it's always a great privilege and opportunity to be able to, to speak on 4th of July. To be able to say, I am thankful and glad that I am an American. Are you happy you're an American? It is wonderful to be an American. And we're reminded when you see the red, white, and blue, the freedoms that we have. And so I'm thankful that we have freedom. And it's because of Christ that in our walk with him that we have freedom in him. Listen to this beautiful song called Under God. Let's honor him for we are a church that is one family and one nation under God. of our great nation is being tested but make no mistake we will show the world that we will pass this test God bless Shape the land that we hold in. 
beautiful. Under God, freedom, freedom, freedom. The United States is all about freedom. Over 200 years ago, people came to this land to find freedom, to find freedom from tyranny, freedom from bondage, freedom from religious bondage, freedom for free speech, freedom to worship as they see fit and as God leads them, and freedom to be who God wants them to be. Men and women have died to find freedom. Millions are looking for freedom through self-gratification, false religion, government, mind expansion, sexual gratification, Hollywood, entertainment, alcohol, and drugs. The only freedom that was paid was paid at the cross. We find our real freedom at the cross in Jesus Christ alone. That's what freedom is all about. So we celebrate this 4th of July, and we acknowledge that we are, you know, uh, celebrating the birthday of this great nation, that we have the privilege and pleasure to live in. Last evening as I was sitting on my deck, and as many of you know, it's been a very busy week. So as I was preparing and, and planning, and I was just sitting there as I was hearing fireworks going off all around me, and come to find out from my neighbors, my twin sister and her husband, they said, did you see the fireworks? I said, I did not. They went out, sat on the tailgate of their truck, and they watched it because somebody was letting off fireworks in our neighborhood. I said, I know they were. Because for a moment as I was sitting there, and the time was 9.30, 10 o'clock, and, and in reality, when I heard all that going off, it actually made me jump. And then I started to reflect of what, what other third world countries are going through because they do not have freedom. And I thought, what would it be like that if I sat on my deck or sat in my house and I heard all these booms and they happened to just be bombs that were being put off? Isn't that amazing? That's the same thing Satan does for each and every one of us when we try to journey through our Christian life. He lets off bombs and then he takes casualties because we yield to that in our life. Can I just encourage you today to understand truly what, what Independence Day is about, what the 4th of July is about. I knew that when we came here today that I made up my mind that it wasn't going to be a long, drawn-out sermon for fear people would fall asleep. But I want to say and I commend those that were here and that worked hard to make such a difference in the life of a young man who made a difference in our congregation. Matt Hawk. And so he will not be forgotten. He will always be remembered. But if you would, please turn in your Bible to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John 10, 10. You heard me say it easy earlier. But it says here in verse 10, 
The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, if you would please take your Bible and or your marker or highlighter, whatever you might have, even if you have an iPod or an iPad, take it and I want you to highlight this because I believe it should be the premise to our Christian life. It is the latter part to verse 10. But he's talking about the good shepherd and here all of a sudden the choir starts to sing, which is his disciples. And I'm setting up a platform here. That really didn't happen. But Jesus says this. Now watch closely. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So what does freedom look like when you find it? It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. It is happiness. It is moving. It is liberating. It is unbinding. Freedom. You were liberated for freedom. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. If you would like to turn there, Galatians 5, verse 1. It says there to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us, what? Free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This is telling us to be free and to stay free. Say this with me. Or look to your partner next to you or friends, foes, whatever they might be around you. Say, I am free. I am free. We must claim that we are free. Point number one, we stay free in our relationship. We stay free in our relationship. Like what the, what the proverb has to say in chapter 18, verse 24, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yesterday, we noticed just what friendships were gained. We recognized just the rallying around and supporting of a loved one that is gone, but yet his wife, children, mother, father, family members are still here. And a friend sticks closer than a brother. Many of us are estranged from our families. Many of us don't speak to our loved ones. But isn't it something wonderful when you have a, a wonderful friend? Jesus is all about relationships. Church, there's something inherently wrong with, the, with religion. There's something wrong with religion. And I know that may shock you, but it's true. Would you be surprised to know that God didn't create religion? That's right. Man created religion. Please know that religion isn't wrong within itself, for all that religion is, is man's way of finding God. Therein lies the problem. But man's way is always fought with falsehoods and error. So much of religion is lacking true relationship. Jesus is all about relationships. Without relationships, true relationship, religion is hollow and unfulfilling at its best. You see, if your relationship is lacking in Jesus then you'll never truly know what freedom is all about. 
We must understand, as I said, even yesterday, for he's the way, the truth, and he's the life. And relationships are built by getting to know who people are, by getting to know who Jesus Christ is. That's what relationships are about. You see, we stay free by understanding the word of God. Young people of our nation need to know what freedom means. Freedom in knowing. 1 John chapter 2, verse 5. But whosoever, but whoever keeps his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Freedom in keeping. 1 John chapter 2, verse 5. And then we go right into freedom in doing. Numbers chapter 15, verse 40. That you may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. The Declaration of Independence is the single most and greatest emancipation document man ever wrote. So I was looking over this. I remember as a kid, I used to always want to say Emancipation Proclamation. Made me, found, made me seem like I was important. Anti-establishment, interiorism, endoplasmic reticulum. Those were all big words for me back in the day. I'm still having some difficulty pronouncing some of them. The emancipation document. So then I, I wanted to kind of bring it down for you uh, a couple levels. So what does emancipation mean? It is the fact or process of being set free or the freeing of someone from slavery. And isn't it a wonderful feeling to know that the old man has passed away? Behold, all things become new. And it's so freeing to know that when you come to know Jesus Christ, that now you get to walk in the newness of life. Isn't that exciting? I know for myself, I don't care how tired I am. When I got up this morning, I was refreshed and I knew I was coming to church because we were going to talk about honoring one nation and honoring our God. Doesn't that kind of get you excited? And so being able to come to church, listen, it's a great privilege that we have. Do you understand there are countries out there, people have moved, many of you who may not understand this or know this, that the Nepalian Bhutanese that worship here every Sunday, they were kicked out of their country because the king said, if you're a Christian, you must leave. Over 100,000 left because they said, I'm going to leave everything behind for I'm going for freedom in Christ. So they understood that they were emancipated and Nepal took them in and there was freedom for the same reason, the cross of Christ where Jesus died. We have freedom because of that. See, when I think of 4th of July and I think of this wonderful weekend, I'm always reminded of the freedoms that we have. Do you understand the great privileges that we get to have? We are in church in an air-conditioned, beautiful, freshly remodeled building. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Because here's what's happening in third world countries. They're still holding fellowships in houses. And we have the great privilege to come to church be able to encourage one another and to learn the word of God and understand that because of the word of God, we are free. You see, the word of God is the single most and greatest emancipation document in all of history. 
The word of God does what the Declaration of Independence could not do. The Declaration of Independence could not set the heart of man free, but the word of God does set the heart and soul of man free. Yesterday when I was talking to that young man, and I, for those that are listening, and I know that we have some that that listen to our podcast, but we had a young man who walked in the church and was part of our funeral service yesterday. So I'll bring you up to speed, but as I said earlier, who did not know who Christ was. You see, he practiced all kinds of religions because he couldn't find the one that freed him from his sin. See, when we go to Jesus Christ, he frees us, he liberates us, he emancipates us, and then we have freedom as we get to walk in the newness of life. I love serving the Lord. As I was reflecting on yesterday and I was sitting out on the deck last evening, I couldn't help but think about Matt, but to think about the privileges that we get to have as people get to gather together to encourage one another, love one another, in a sanctuary where Jesus Christ is praised and God is honored. And that the message is still being proclaimed. I said to that young man, you will never be free until you get into the Word of God. You will never be emancipated until you read and study the Word of God. And once you do that, you come back to me, and I'll guarantee it will change your life. You see, because God's Word is true when it says in Isaiah 55, His Word won't come back void, but it'll prosper where I want to send it. How exciting is that? Number three, we stay free by adherence. We stay free by adherence, which is commitment to cause or belief. Adhering to principles that lead and apply to the future and beyond time itself. What is happening to our nation today is the lack of commitment to the Constitution. It's not the ignorance of the Constitution, it is the ignoring of it. It is the principles, promise, and prize to know freedom. One must practice freedom. practicing freedom has a cost and it is not free one of the greatest lessons of life is that what you pay for has great value and the practice of freedom is a cost in it and of itself it is a self-determination whose prize is freedom so the greatest practice of freedom is the commitment to the greatest document of freedom and that's the word of god thy word is a lamp unto my feet And it is a light to my path. Thy words have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. What are you doing? Where are you at? We have so many that are marching around our country because they think they have rights and freedoms. We as Americans are accepting, even in churches, sin. And we think that sin is okay when God says it is not. He says, if a man regards iniquity in his heart, God does not hear your prayers. So we come to church to to go to the Lord. He says, if we shall confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to what? To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
Say this with me. I'm free. I'm free. We're free. We're free. We're free indeed. There was a time in this great nation of ours that even in this building, I believe it was back in the 60s, that a man came in to shoot the pastor. You see, because everybody feels they have freedoms. We violate people's lives because we think we have a right. We don't have rights. But one thing we do have is we have the Word of God that becomes our compass and our guidance in our life. I like what Exodus chapter 15, 26 says. Here's Moses speaking. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you. So Moses is speaking, and, and Moses is speaking to the Lord, and he says, What shall I do? We have no water. We've been just journeying. And he says, Listen, if you'll keep my commandments and my statutes, I'll bless you. People say, Pastor, are you leading towards prosperity gospel? This is not prosperity gospel, but I'll tell you this. He says, if you keep my commandments and my statutes, I will bless you. I like what he told the nation of Israel. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and what? And what? Seek my face. Then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Don't we all get distracted? We get distracted because, you know, 9-11 takes place. And all of a sudden, church doors go opening wide. And all those that were sleeping, all of a sudden, says, we cry out to God, we need Him in our life. Young man who asked me yesterday, he says, well, I have a question for you. If our God is a good God and He's a justice God, then why do bad things happen to good people? Why did this happen to Matt? So I explained to him. See, Romans 5.12 says that by one man sin entered into the world, and so death was passed upon all men for that of all sinned. You see, it's an appointment that we all have. I'm getting older. It's inevitable. It's our life. And Adam and Eve were in the garden, and Adam and Eve had a perfect life, but they made a choice. They had freedom, but they made a choice. And that choice has consequences. And so there's always a cost for the choices that we make. I love that song, Under God. America has been blessed. I mean, wow, that's just powerful. I woke up this morning singing that song, probably because I picked it out last evening before I sent it to Pastor Luke, and I had it in my mind. But isn't that the way to wake up in the morning and say, yes, we've been blessed? America has been blessed. My family's been blessed. Our church has been blessed. We're all blessed. So we see what, what Moses was seeking as he, uh, saying as he sought out God. And then in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. And I, let's just turn there. 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'll conclude with this, with this part of Scripture. Then we'll close our service this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Here's Timothy, and he's talking about fighting the good fight. And in the verses previous to that, it's saying, you know, make sure we, st- we stand and, and we are uh, practicing sound doctrine. 
that we don't blaspheme, that we're not preaching the word for for just paycheck reasons, that we're preaching it for passion. Don't lose don't lose who we are. It talks about don't be proud, doting about questions, having superfluity, which means having something that's just uh, something that's eloquent in speech. But I like what it says here in verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. O man of God, flee these things. O one woman of God, flee these things. Are you free? Have you gone to God and said, you know what? I have been in bondage. I have not been free. And I'm just crying out to you to say, God, I need victory. And I want to be free. All you have to do is go to Him. Ask Him. He wants to hear from you. And He wants to heal you. In closing, how free are you this morning? Is your freedom wrapped up in a man-made document alone, or is your freedom first and foremost founded in God's concept of freedom? Freedom. Have you found it? Freedom. Have you found it? Now look to the person next to you and say, I am free. I love the old song that says, God bless America. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with foam, God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home sweet home. This morning, as as we conclude this service, have you fought the good fight of faith? What's a good fight of faith? The good fight of faith is this. Walking with Jesus. And enduring rejection, ridicule. When you stand alone, because you realize that the Bible is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And because you hide those words in your heart. You won't sin against them. O man of God, 
a woman of God. Would you just turn and follow him? I want to conclude our service. I'm going to ask you to do something different. Pastor Todd, if you'll please bring that mic and stand over here. And I would really appreciate it if if you would, would do this for me. Maybe this will be an encouragement to those that have been fighting the good fight of the faith. How many of you believe that you're free? Free from the past? Free from your sin? Give me a wave. Hallelujah. There's victory in Jesus. I'm just going to ask if as you come up, I'm going to why don't you just to say, I am free from my whatever it might be. And I would like to have you come up and just kind of stand here and face the audience. And this slides up and down, this mic stand. So if you need it to be a little bit closer, you can move a little closer. But we want to record this. What are you free from? The Bible says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. And so... I just want you to say in just a short little sentence, come around maybe down this aisle here, come up here, and I'll just take a minute. If there's 10 people, if there's 15 people, or however many people would like to just say, I am free from. And as you do that, I want you to just come right down this side here, and uh, don't be afraid, but let people know. It's, it's your testimony this 4th of July weekend. Freedom. What does it mean to you? And what are you free from? I'm free from my guilt. Thank you, Lord God, Jesus. Amen. I have a real ugly past, but I've been free from that for a long time. But what took me a long time to feel like I'm free from is when people leave the church... I don't feel like it's my fault anymore. That's on them. I used to carry that around, and I, I'm free. <laughs> Amen. I'm free from an awful childhood, but I'm free from chaos. I have Hallelujah. A lot of peace now. Amen. I am free from addictions and past failures. Amen. from all the rules and regulations that went with some of the denominations that I was in that isn't biblical and that just puts a stronghold on your life and makes you feel so bad that you're not good enough. Amen. does freedom mean to you and have you found it?
Amen. Let's all stand to our feet as we rejoice in the freedom that we have. And I just decided that this morning, I just wanted to take the next few minutes and and just proclaim, I, I love hymnals. Most of our hymnals were written because of people that were in bondage and that needed freed. Freed from their past and some of the greatest hymnals of all time because he lives. The old rugged cross, how great thou art. Amazing grace. It is well with my soul. It's because people have been freed. Let's just take this next few minutes just to worship the Lord and and remember the freedoms that we have in America, in our church, and through our families. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We just praise your holy name. Father, we realize that because of your son, Jesus Christ, we've been emancipated. We're no longer in bondage to the old things of our past. For when we took that step of faith in Christ, we are free. And Father, thank you for your word this morning. Let us just worship and honor you through word and deed. For Father, you've been good to us. And you've liberated us. And Father, I pray that for those today that just might need the encouragement to be free from their past of addictions, of hang-ups, of habits or hurts. Father, may they come to you today. In your holy name we pray.